Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. When you don't know just what to do Just what to do, just what to do If what you're feeling is really true It's really true, is it really true? Just keep your ideas safe and sound Safe and sound, safe and sound That's exactly how change is found Change is found, change is found I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass And in time this too shall pass I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Jerry Petito taught the class I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Loves the answer, the greener grass So guys, I just want to give a shout out first of all to the owners of RTR because I say this all the time, but I really mean this. Without them, Stevie and Angel, we would not have this incredible platform. So, you know, everybody's been struggling this past year and RTR has really helped a lot of people maintain their sanity. How about that? Okay. So here we are. Guys, you know, I always bring it, right? Well, I'm bringing it again. I'm bringing back not only an incredible entertainer singer, but a friend of mine, a local entertainer in my town, Kevin McGowan. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Pleasure to be here, Jerry. Thank you for having me. So, you know, I've interviewed you on on most of my networks, I think all of them actually, and many times, and there is a really cool reason for today's interview. This one kind of um kind of blew my mind and I'm excited about this one even more so. Right? Can you agree? Absolutely. So Kevin, tell everyone a little bit about you first. Uh So so I'm originally from the Bronx, moved down here when uh, when Joey and I got married, we moved down to Central Jersey. We've been down here ever since the mid 70s. And uh, I've been playing music since, uh, well, since the late 60s, uh, off and on, uh, in bands and, and various things, doing anything and any, everything I could find. When I had the time, I was doing it. And, and over the years, I fell in and out of the music. And then, uh, you know, it's, I, I happened, I, I was away from it for a long time. I, I, my life took a different turn. I got more focused on work. I went back to school. I did a lot of things like that. And then uh, I just... A friend of mine dragged me to an open mic, and I, I really thought I was done with music in, in the early 90s by that, well, before that, but especially at that time. And uh, he dragged me up to the open mic, and I met a bunch of folks who were just the greatest, and they uh, they asked me to, to to play in the band. And so I sort of got restarted again in, in 1994, and, uh, and, I've, and I've been playing ever since as in the band and a duo, and then... I kind of went on my own by the late nineties playing, you know, in pubs and restaurants and wineries and, and clubs in and around central Jersey. Uh, since then, I, I, and during that time I, I created, uh, I have three CDs of original music. Uh, I recorded and produced those and uh, two CDs of Irish music, Irish cover music, obviously. So, uh, and here I am. So I met you at an open mic and, 
I remember thinking, he has one of the most beautiful voices ever. And when you were done, I went up to you and your beautiful wife, Joanne, with my card. And I said, I would be honored to interview you. And our friendship developed from there. And now you do incredible Zoom circles and you have some friends in the chat room as well. You do some incredible Zoom circles and you've kept everyone very happy through this pandemic by what you're doing as well, sometimes twice a week. And I've gotten to join a few of them. So I want to thank you for that as well, Kev. Well, thanks for your kind words, Jerry. It's, it's, it's a great experience. It's good. It, it, it helped me as well, right? It helped me stay connected to the, to the folks that I like to be connected to. Uh, and in the music world and outside the music world, we, we get, you know, we get a good handful of folks who just come on here on the song circle just to, you know, just to be part of the conversation. Right. And, uh, and so we, we try to mix as much of that in as possible with the music. And, and we try to make it a, it's more, of a friendly session with music than it is a music session with friends. It's, it's just, it, it helped everybody. It, it's helped me tremendously as well. Thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. So I want to give a shout out to a couple DJs in the chat room right now. Um, and there's a reason why. So Danny P big shout out to Danny. Um, he has a great show. Danny, if you put your, your information, I'll, I'll tell them when your show is and blah, blah, blah. But I want to give a shout out as well to Stevie D, Stevie Dunham from Street Corner Entertainers, um, Street Corner, Street Corner Entertainment, because he produces records as well. And he's an incredible DJ on RTR. And guys, don't leave after my show today. He's 1 p.m. And he has a great, great show. Stevie's incredible and probably one of the greatest acapella singers ever. And he's here in chat room, Kevin, just to hear your music. Stevie, it's a pleasure to meet you. Okay. Nice here. So having said that, I'm going to tell everyone why we're having this show today. So one of my favorite songs that Kevin wrote and sang is titled When I Was a Young Man. Okay, so you would think someone much older wrote this. He wrote that song at age 24. When I heard that song, I cracked up and said, Kev, this is a great song, but I can't imagine a 24-year-old writing this. And I gave him an idea, I and he ran with it. I said... Now that you're a bit older, at 68 years old, why don't you write part two of this really about when you were a young man? And he surprised me, guys, and he did. So what we're going to start the show out with is this. I'm going to play the first song that he wrote, okay, 44 years ago. 44 years apart, these two songs were written. At 24 years old, when I was a young man, and the very next song I'm going to play is going to be to my younger self that he just wrote 44 years later. Then, Kevin, we will talk about both those songs, okay? Sounds good, John. We're going to do back to back. Here we go, guys.
not that young Don't waste all your time But I left Never paid him no mind The years went by so fast I turned around and they were gone
just real quick, I before I play the next song, I just want to let everyone out there know who just joined chat. So this song was written by Kevin when he was only 24 years old, 44 years ago, and it was recorded in in 2000. Per my request, and I am so honored with this, he wrote another song 44 years later and recorded it now today at 68. And we're going to play To My Younger Self. Here goes. Kevin McGowan, everyone. Looking back on all my years, it's a wonder how I got here. Got so much wrong along the way. If I could go back again and speak to my young self back then, I'd tell him what to do starting today. To my younger self, this is what I'll say Always listen to your mom, she will never steer you wrong Spend more time with your family, you'll miss them dearly when they're gone Be a little nicer, act a little wiser Make time to have some fun along the way do this, you won't regret a single day. I hope that you will listen to these words I'm here to say. Or will you just continue on in your stupid carefree way? I only need a few minutes to do what I came to do. I hope these words get through Always treasure your mother You will never have another Spend more time with your brother He's the best friend you'll ever have Pay attention to your father He only wants to make you stronger There will never be another day Thank you for writing part two, writing this song. You brought tears to my eyes when I first heard it. Everyone, just know that this song has debuted here on RTR, on the Jerry Petito Show. And I am so honored, Kevin, you did this. 
It is so beautiful. Let's talk about both of these songs, please. And your voice still sounds the same from 20 years ago. Are you kidding me? You're very kind, Jerry. I appreciate it. Thank you. So tell us. So the, the, when I was a young man, the first song, I, I wrote that just around this time of the year, 77. It was uh, late spring, 77. And the concept for it was, or the, the idea was, I'm, I'm, I'm 24, but how would I, if I were older than I am now and I'm looking back, how would I look back? What would I look back? So imagine myself as, as an older man, probably not anywhere near the age I am now, but an older man looking back at myself as a, as a younger man. And uh, what would I be thinking about? So every, like everything in that song, none of that had happened yet. I had no children yet. Uh, you know, my parents were still here. Everything was great. Uh, but I, I imagine that, oh, you know, over time, those things are going to happen. So how would I, how would I uh, handle that, you know? So, and how would I handle it in a way that would be, you know, that I, I was better than, than I probably would have been. How, how would I make myself better? So that, that was, that was the, the concept behind that. And that was the time of my life when, when, when I did that, I was, I was, like I said, I was 24. I didn't record it until, you know, almost 24 years later. I, I mean, we were jumping here in groups of 24, it seems right. Wow. 70, 77, I recorded the. Uh, I, I wrote it in, in 2000, and, and I, the CD came out in early 2002, but I recorded this at the end of 2000, and, and here we are in, in 2021. So how did we get to the second one was, uh, when, when I was on the radio with you last time, you presented that challenge to me, and, you know, it, it was, was thought-provoking for me. I, I didn't, how would I... I already was in the first song. I already was imagining myself as an old man looking back at a young man, and and I had many different uh, starts and stops with this. This this version of it is probably uh, probably the seventh different, completely different version of it. And when I finally hit on what I thought was the approach, meaning I, I, I wish I could go back in time and talk to myself when I was the person who wrote that first song right that's kind of what i'm thinking about right? right and uh so once i found that i thought this this is a sort of a, a great idea to put put bookends on a musical career if you will even though i, I hope to continue on but but 44 years apart this is what it is so i said what would i want to tell myself when i went back and uh you know it isn't it isn't about it isn't about the, uh, you know, super, any super achievements or anything like that. It's about, you know, the, it's the little things on the journey that mean the most of the journey said, right? That's the line and the bridge. And, and that's what it was like to me. And, and, and how I, I completely, when I was in my mid thirties, I, by the time I hit 35, I already finished. I went back to school, uh, started my life fresh, sort of did a reboot at 32, uh, went to school graduated, started a whole new career, and I got to this, the company was 9X, I got there, and they were go, undergoing a revolution in telecom at that time, that was in January of 88, so they had deregulated in 84, and a lot of the old timers there didn't want to deal with the new era, so they had a lot of retirements, right, it was a regulated business that is now going to have to operate in a free market, 
So they were getting rid of a lot of people. I'm, I'm, I'm Irish, so I can't tell a short story. Sorry, Jerry. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I went to a lot of retirement luncheons, and and I was one of the I was the oldest one hired into this group of, of management folks at that time. And these meant something more to me than than the kids I was hiring. And at the same time, every one of these people who were retiring, there there wasn't one of them who said, "God, if I only had worked." another year only I worked 15 hours a day if only I had worked or started working they all said if only I spent more time with my family if only I had stopped for the little things along the way oh, I mean, these are grown men beautiful who, who could break a block over their head and they're crying their eyes out about the, the when they look back you know oh, beautiful they, you know what would they have so I'm thinking about that as I'm working on this song I'm that's kind of reliving itself in my head again because it, it was profound for me at the time and it always stayed with me. So I wanted to sort of tell myself that right now. I would go back and say those things. Wow. You know, even though I kind of picked up on it, you can't hear it enough. So uh, wow. my, my parents and my brother are gone, so I wish I you know, I'd spent more time with them. That's absolutely uh-huh. beautiful. Um, I don't think there's a person out there, you know, up in age, our age, you know, that doesn't feel that way. So you hit right. the nail on the head. And I think you're making, even Gail and Harold, they're saying unbelievable song. Your daughter's in there. Karen loves it. I mean, everyone, they're all loving your music. Um, this show is being aired all over the world, just so everyone knows. Ella from Ireland already shared it, Kev. I introduced you to her. That's right. She's listening. Okay. Shirley from Hong Kong. It's uh, 12.30 at night. She will be sharing it. She's listening. We've got Limpy from Australia. We've got so many people listening right now. And I know no matter where they are from, they can all relate. And Babalu, give him a little shout out in the chat room because he's always the first one. He's got the front and center seat. We love you, Babalu. And he's loving your music as well. Uh, It's just amazing. So now I'm going to play a third song. And all of these songs, guys, Kevin has written. He is not only an incredible singer, he's an incredible songwriter. You already know that part. This one, we're going to play them in kind of like an order of life. And this is called Our Life. Here we go. i 
I just saw two. Yep. Harold and Gail, you know, they typed something I want to share with everyone because they're absolutely right. Kevin's music has no generation barriers. You guys are right on the money with that one. Kevin, let's talk about um, that and let's talk about this song, Our Life. Okay, so, so this song is, this is the this is the journey of Joanne and I. And this is, uh, it's a song about uh, unconditional love and it's a song about no matter how bad things get at times, and, and for everybody they do, uh, the best is yet to come. And that's that was the message I was working on to get across from this song. It's, you know, it, it's, it's a journey from when we started out. We got married, and we did. We got married young. Uh, we had kids. We, we went through, you know, everything with that. We, we got, you know, we're at a great place, and the best is yet to come. So It's amazing. And you, you do, you have a beautiful family. Um, and I'm not just saying that you have a beautiful family. So I want to play my town next and then we'll talk about it. Great song. Thank you. I know it's hard to picture the Bronx as a town. But that's where mom and dad settled down When they came to America after the war It's where my brother and sisters were born Where so many great lifetime friendships were formed Everything was the Yankees, Tolentine and John's candy store Running up and down four flights of stairs ten times a day It never bothered me then, but it would kill me today I knew every face behind every door Mr. Burns way up there on the fire escape Under that shirt I think he's wearing a cape Mr. Kirshner playing cards down at the corner store Going with Mr. Kenny to midnight mass I could hardly walk in my Beetle Boots, boy Did we ever laugh? That's the way it was in my town Just walked in the door and Larry's on the telephone Says he's putting together a band of his own He's gonna play drums, he wants me to play bass guitar There's Pete Brady on the front stoop day after day He never said much, that wasn't his way But he kept an eye out Denise's crown, queen of the prom Jimmy's million dollar looks got all the girls carrying on That's the way it was for me back there and then in my town Never wanted more We never thought 
thought that this world would end And when it did We'd never see the likes of it again We all moved on some time ago But every now and then When I'm feeling low I find myself thinking about the Bronx and the candy store the town where I learned about life It's the town where I met my wife It's the town I will cherish forevermore Pete Brady will still be standing watching his quiet way Jimmy Hoffman's movie star looks will be making every girl's day That's the way it will always be In my memory At home in my town So Kev, tell us when you wrote Our Life and My Town and then we'll talk about My Town. Okay, I wrote Our Life in around 2003 and it's the title track from my second CD. When I was a young man, it was the title track from my first CD, the, the first song I played. Okay. And that was, uh, that was the title track from the second CD. Yeah, it came out about a year later. Okay. So now so, this song, let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, My Town is a, uh, a journey... A journey through my old neighborhood memories is really what it is. Everybody in there absolutely exists, and everything that I I wrote about actually happened. I'll, I'll say first thing about Mr. Burns, right? Way up there on the fire escape. So Mr. Burns was uh, a, 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 I mean, a short man of stature, but he was the toughest man in the neighborhood. He was a milkman, and uh, he was just tough as nails. And the the family next door to us on the fourth floor got locked out and he climbed up the fire escape and he stepped out on the ledge where there was no fire escape to get in an open window. And I'm look, so I'm like 12, maybe 11. And I'm standing under there going, he's going to fall. There's no way the ledge is the ledge is the width of a cell phone. Right. And he's, he's shimmying across this to get in the window just to unlock the door. So the kids could get in. <laughs> so this was Superman to me. He got in. He didn't fall. I was underneath him thinking, I got to catch him. I got to slow him wow. down before he gets the ground. So, and uh, Mr. Kenny and the Beetle Boot story. So this was Christmas Eve, 1965. Every Christmas Eve, uh, me and my friends, we would uh, we would go around the various, uh, you know, alleyways, hallways, courtyards in, in, in the Bronx. That everyone would get and we'd sing Christmas carols. And we had decided that the, the Christmas day we were going to 6 a.m. mass. So we were going to do that. And Christmas Eve, I was home and I couldn't sleep. So I called up my buddy to see if, hey, you want to go to midnight mass? It's about 11 o'clock. He, he was already asleep. But his father, Mr. Kenny, was, uh, picked, he, he, he was talking to me on the phone, telling me, no, no, Jimmy's already asleep. But look, he goes, you can come with me. He was the head of the Holy Name Society. He asked me if I wanted to come down and help him do the envelopes at midnight mass. So I said, okay. So I went with him. And before I went, I had just gotten new beetle boots for Christmas. And my mom said, don't wear the beetle boots. They're not even broken in yet. But like I said in my other song, I should have listened to her. 
right? <laughs> and I, I wore the Beatle boots and I met Mr. Kenny on the corner. It's about a half a mile walk to the church. And by the time we got halfway there, I could hardly, I could hardly walk. I mean, I was like, I was like something out of a, I don't know, some, some bad impersonation of somebody who, I mean, it was just, I was, I was 13 and it was like, uh, I don't know. I looked like a 150 year old man trying to walk down the street. Oh my gosh. And, uh, so we hobbled and he left. He used to call me Caven instead of Kevin. He called me Caven. And, uh, we got to church and I, I just, I managed to survive the mass and, and do the collection with the envelopes. So cool story. My, my buddy Larry, I mentioned Larry in here. Larry's the guy who got me started in music. He wanted me to be the lead singer for the band. This was in '68, and I didn't want to just do that. So he, he got someone teaches you teach me how to play bass guitar. So I played bass guitar in the band. Larry came, a, a great, great guy, great friend, and at various times in my life, he gave me the kick in the pants to get me going again, and I and, and I love him for that. Pete Brady lived in the walk-in. On the, on the very first floor of our apartment building, and he was he was about seven feet tall, seriously big. Today he'd be a superstar athlete, but but back in the '60s, people looked at you like you know you, they kind of thought it was a bit freaky. But uh, he stood on the stoop all day, and uh, when, when he was home, and then he took care of his mother, so all the girls loved him. You know, he was he was uh... a man. We were kids. He was a man, and uh, but he was always around, standing on stoops. He never, he rarely ever talked. I, can't recall ever hearing it. One time he yelled at somebody who made a smart Alec remark about how tall he was. And uh, and then somebody's somebody's bicycle got stolen and he was always around. And when he heard that the bike was stolen, he, he knew who did it. And he went and got the bike and brought the bike back because he was always, he saw everybody come and go and oh, go out. He saw everything going on. That's Jimmy so cool. Hoppin, Yeah. Jimmy Hoppin, uh, my age, friend of mine, great, great kid. Uh, he, he was, he was a matinee idol, good-looking kid, and all the girls loved him. You ask Joanne about that next time you see her. They, they loved to look at him. They couldn't take their eyes off of him, and he was that kind of, of a kid. But he was, he knew, he knew how to be a friend. He wasn't caught up in it. It wasn't anything. He just. So I mentioned all the girls when Jimmy wasn't around. And all us guys were around. They're talking about Jimmy. Yeah. They're all talking about That's Jimmy. funny. <laughs> and what like, about us schleps? You know oh, my gosh. That's so so uh, that, that was, uh, so it, my dad kind of helped me along with the line in that song because I didn't use his last name. And my dad said, is, is that Jimmy O'Dowell you're talking about? And I said, no, that's Jimmy Hopper. But thanks for that. I'm going to put, I'm going to put his full name in there. Very cool. So. And then Very at cool. the end, the world changed. It changed for it changed for everybody, and uh, it that was a world that it's gone. It's long gone now, and there will never be another place like it. And that's kind of how I close out the song. So, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play the Great Empty. This is one of my favorites by you, and we then we'll talk about it. Here we go. Thank you. 
This is one of my favorites you've written and sang and so many others. I mean, everyone in chat is saying some incredible things. Um, and, and, and you know what? Again, Harold and Gail, they're saying some really cool stuff and they're always awesome. on your Zoom and I love them. And they said the first time they listened to the song, they thought it was written by Barry Manilow and it's an amazing song and they're right. Um, and Babalu's saying, what a great songwriter. I mean, you are um, oh, and Plowboy, that's Bill, Bill, Linda's that's husband. Bill. Yay. Hi, Plowboy. Now, who's H? We want to know who H is as well. They're all loving you. All right. So this song, come on. Let's talk about The Great Empty. Okay. So the inspiration for this or, or the, the idea came from uh, a TV interview that Sting was given probably about 10 or 15 years after his the pol- his police days ended and he talked about the last song they had with the police being uh, every breath you take and, and and how it was a bit overpowering stalking-ish kind of a song so the first song he did as a as a solo artist was free free set and free to strike a, a difference between that and i thought that that's pretty pretty interesting i i think i want to write a song about uh, obsession 
but but not someone who's chasing you in a car. Someone who can't get you. Who who someone is living rent free in, in your mind. You can't get them out of your mind. That's that's what this all is all about. It's about someone who just can't get past something that happened to him, and he he's forever consumed emotionally and mentally by uh, by the loss of. Uh, this woman. So that was it. You know, so I, I, a lot of the ideas for songs, Jerry. Go ahead. Look, I, I don't have much. I, I don't have much in the way of drama. Like some of the great songwriters, you hear some of the stuff they write and how they live. It's, it's, it's impressive and incredible. I mean, I, I don't have enough. So I think what I, I, like I say, hey, if I'm, I'm going to think of myself as an old man, I'm, what am I going to tell myself as a young man? And and what. What am I gonna do? I, I I'm gonna write a song based on a song, and that's how I kind of got that. I got I met Joanne when I was 15. I got married when I was 21, and I'm 25 years old, so I don't have much in my life to to reflect back on. No, but what I was gonna say was, your songs are all inspirational. Your songwriting is off the charts, and having no experience at 22 years old, 24 years old, you know, and you are able to write like you do have the experience. Listen, you're one of a kind to me. I'm being honest. I I just love you as an artist, as a musician, as a songwriter. And and I'm a writer, I'm a poet, and, and I'm being, and I'm being honest with you. So now let's play at pictures in my mind. And that right there, I mean, just the title of your songs, even the titles. I have to say this because as a poet, I love messing with words and, and I'm also an artist, right? So I love messing with colors and different things. And I, I try to make things off the charts as well with silliness. You know, I don't spell words correctly on purpose and I use all caps and I, you know, your titles of your records, your songs blow me away. So I just had to say that. And this one is uh, as well. Pictures in my mind. Here we go, guys. I've got so many pictures in my mind. There's a movie show and it's playing all the time. Right now I see myself as a young man. Thought I was so cool. When I was playing in a band Next up's when I first met my wife I was so nervous I couldn't speak to her all night As I watch it now it warms me deep inside The scene is playing where she becomes my bride Mom and dad working hard all their lives The toughest times brought out the best they had inside The four of us are laughing with them while we're playing cards There was so much love, we didn't even know that times were hard When I watch it doesn't make me sad These pictures in my mind show me there's still such a great life to be had But I'm the luckiest man that ever lived 
think I'll go inside and sit down Close my eyes and watch it all come back around Here's my children being brought into this world So much joy from a little boy and a little girl No fast forwards, no Just sit and watch these pictures in my mind And stare at the moon as my life unwinds And now the credits are rolling past Everyone I ever knew, their faces are scrolling fast Let's talk about that song. So, Jerry, as you, as you may have uh, surmised by now, I have uh, I have a number of songs that I'm kind of thinking back in, in my life and in my memories and uh, and the old there's the old neighborhood there's there's a, my town there's our life and uh, you know there's when I was a young man and, and there's pictures in my mind it's it's a it's it's just a a way to I kind of. Re- Bring my memories. So I wanted to write a song about uh, specific personal things in my life, and I wanted it to to come across that way. I just didn't want it to be something I mentioned in passing. So I I, I thought long and hard about all those things that I wrote about in that song, and I I, I tried to to capture a, a flow to it, okay. and, and to what it and to what it meant and to me at the time, and uh, and to and what it means to me at this stage of my life. So that's a fairly recent song I wrote. It's not, it's not on any of my CDs because I, as of now anyway, because I wrote it and recorded it after my last CD was done. So okay. a couple of years after. So. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, now we're gonna play "One Wish," and then we'll talk about it. "One Wish," everyone, by Kevin McGowan. Here we go.
Kevin, tell us about this song. All right, so I, Jerry, I wrote this song in 1999, early 2000, and you you won't know it from listening to it. But I was attempting to write. I wanted to write a Beatles-esque song that had a, a chorus or a bridge that was a bit like Nowhere Man. So, and and that was that's how I wrote this song anyway. Even though it's not about a Nowhere Man, but it's it's about something else. But that was the that was the genesis of it, and this was the song that after I wrote it, I said, you know what, I like this song. I didn't like a lot of my stuff. I didn't like any other one. I wrote this one, I liked it, and I said, now I now I want to do a CD. So, and I had uh, come to terms with some some of my old stuff from the seventies, and I had some new stuff I wrote, and then I uh, like I didn't like when I was a young man at the beginning when I wrote it, and then then I liked it. But when I wrote this one, I liked it. And that's, okay. that, so I decided I'm going to do a CD. But based on this song, I didn't like the way I recorded it, so I didn't put it on the first CD. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Guys, we do have time to play one more of his incredible songs, and then we'll talk about it real quick and let him say whatever he'd like to say to his fans. Um, but I want to say thank you to everyone out there, everyone listening, everyone in the chat room. Please share this. I'm going to download it. It will be on Facebook. I love everybody out there. And again, thank you. Kevin, I want to thank you right now for all your support, all your support and your incredible songwriting and your music. So I want to thank you again for another incredible interview. Thank you, Jerry. It's been my pleasure. Believe me. So, um, you know what we're going to do? We might only have time for this one. Why don't you tell us about this song and then we'll close out with See It Through. Okay, See It Through was, 
I wanted to. I saw this Seinfeld episode where Kramer was in Hollywood, and he made the. He somehow got his way onto a movie stage, and he's told like he's a director, and how he directs in colors. And so I said, I want to write a song about color, but to color gray, something that's not just something that's bland and mediocre. And, and it has, oh, well, it has a sort of an Eeyore thing. Oh, poor, woe is me, too bad kind of thing. But not something where I'm jumping off a roof or I'm falling head over heels in love. Something that was, you know, oh, okay. boy, woe is me. Color is great. Seinfeld inspired me. Beautiful. Thanks, Seinfeld's my favorite, that and friends. So yeah. we're on board. Okay, Kev, thank you, baby. We're going to close out thank with this you, song. Thank See you, you through. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. about my life that I could say is going right and I'm hoping you could be someone who sees the better side of me am I asking too much from you can we find a way to see been for a short while But it sure seems like a lifetime I've been kicking around this town Doing what I hope would turn it all around Am I asking too much of you? Can't we find a way to see it through? Every day is a new day Days feel like old days And we need some way To find ourselves again Push through our pain And get back to me No other way to see it through. 